Today is September 14th. This is episode 34, Talk 34. Story. We are live from South Beach. If you can hear the bass in the background, the microphones, uh, we can hear it here. Yeah. It is bumping right over here behind South Point Tavern yeah. is having quite the party tonight. Uh, we're going to have to check that out later. Yeah, it's a little fundraiser for a local elementary school. Ah, jumping into Weekly Hap. Before we do our intros, I'm Brad from Thank You Surfing. This is... Christian De La Iglesia for Surf Shop. Over here, we got some guys coming down from slightly up coast. Don't adjust your TV screen. This isn't the 90s. This isn't. The Pat O'Connell. Pat O'Connell and Wingnut. It's, I <laughs> yeah. think they are in the running for... The new, I mean, the new generation. Halloween costumes figured out. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have that squared away. So who are, who are these guys? I'm Chris Caldwell from Fort Lauderdale and... My name is Billy Marshall. I'm from Delray Beach. Delray. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. This is awesome. Stone. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Caleb. Yeah. 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 Studio yeah. audience yeah. back there. Got, got no oh, mic for yeah, Caleb, but we can. Studio audience. <laughs> the scar. So uh, let's get right into weekly happenings. <laughs> Today's the 14th. I mean, tomorrow the 15th. It is it inter. Works. National Coastal Cleanup Day, which is one of those days that Surfrider makes up so that people can go to the beach and get together and feel good about cleaning up the environment. So go check it out if you're into that sort of stuff or just pick up the beach trash that you see. Every, every single day. day. Don't make it one day, just uh, do it every day. It is a good place to find like-minded people that are into environmental stuff, probably a bunch of cute little surfer girls, all that kind of stuff. There's cute surfer girls out there? That happens at Surfrider. And, <laughs> and cute little surfer boys like these guys probably show up at Surfrider stuff. Yeah. Right? Uh, so yes. are we saying that day is today or that's tomorrow? Uh, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. Saturday, right. the September 15th. Uh, also in Weekly Happenings, it was the 20th anniversary of the Unsound Pro. 20 years. Incredible. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, them holding a contest in September is probably a pretty good bet. Yes, it's a great bet. Uh, Dave Wan, Mike Nelson from Unsound, those guys have been doing this whole thing as a community effort forever, and it grew to WSL size for one year. Uh, oh, what the Unsound was part of the WSL. That was okay. it. That was the contest right. back when it was the ASP, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that one year? Uh, it was the one where Kelly punted that one time, landed in the flats. Three. That was just ridiculous. You're like that everyone's knees broke while watching it. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not his apparently. Yeah, but uh, he killed it. But uh, that was awesome. And Marley, local boy. Marley was a finalist. Marley Puglielli yeah, Marley. was, uh, was a finalist. That, that was awesome. Always, yeah, we were stuck. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I was really, wow. really, really happy to see him go up there. Congrats, and then brother. Coming back with a final. That's awesome. That um, is good. He wasn't even sure if he was going to enter. Like last dude. minute, he's like hitting him up. He's like, is there a little room for me? Should definitely Maybe slide right me. And the waves are cranking. Yeah, so, so good. good. So good. Cheers to that. Yeah, I mean, just to go up there to surf is a good idea. Where do you think the waves came from? <laughs> yeah. They didn't, uh, didn't come down here, though. Mm. Thanks, Florence. Mm. Thank you. Thanks for up everyone else. Yes. Yeah. So let's get right into... Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, another so, one. Right, so right. this place that we're grouped live here from First Surf Shop in South Beach. Right. And this place has been here for a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, we're coming into our 10th year, October 1st. In well, thank incredible. You. Thank you. Thank you. It's so Yay! awesome. Look, any That's business sick. to be in business at all is hard. To be in business 10 years is super hard. Try doing that in a surf town. Shop. <laughs> yeah. Whereas a try. desert for waves and you're a surf shop, you're like, how oh, yeah. is like, maybe I should sit. And the business environment is just yeah. like constantly yeah. kicking you in the yeah. 
Yeah, it still is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're coming into our 10th year. October awesome. 1st makes 10 years. Um, Congratulations to you, Mark. Thank you. That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. We're, we're, we're amped on that. And we've got, uh, we've got some festivities planned for, for that week. Oh, you know, it's, we're not going to just do one day. We're going to do a couple no. of days. We're going to have some fun. So definitely stay tuned. We'll be, uh, we'll be promoting it not just on this week, but every week leading up to it. Um, so All kinds of stuff. Leave your calendar open between October 1st and October 6th. And, the whole uh, time, just it, leave it open. Yeah, uh, every day there might be something going on. So, uh, well, we're stoked. We're 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 amped. Block that, that out. That That's whole first week. Ten years, but you know, God, I mean, there's times that it kind of feels like we've got easily another ten in us. Like we've just barely scratched the surface. So, um, help us make another ten happen. Look at you. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. You. Uh, report and forecast. So the report has been tons and tons and tons and tons of waves, tons of swell coming. Except for down here. <laughs> Although we thought there was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into the like why the report. That's our first topic tonight. Is like why it's really wrong. But uh, there was <laughs> waves up coast, you know, predictably uh, all week. And yeah. I mean, from the time we came from Surf Expo Saturday. and Surf Saturday, Sunday, Cocoa Beach, and then north of Cocoa. I mean, it was great. Waves were really, really, really fun. Um, and then it continued to be fun all the way through. Well, still now. And uh, what do you think the standout stand spots were in the last? Uh... Okay. <laughs> what do you think the standout spots were for this whole week or so? Would you, would you guys say that there was any one oh, specific whoa, place? Whoa, 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 are we, are we whoa, jumping yeah, out of it? We can't give oh. away the secret sorry, spots. All right, yeah. All right, no, sorry, all no right, sorry. Chris, Chris. Oh, my Those bad. Are... Like, you could say Treasure Coast, yeah, North Treasure Florida. Coast was, was going on. You wanted to go surfing north of here <laughs> is probably what you wanted to do. <laughs> Here being South Beach. I mean, because really nobody knows where things are going. There's not a million cameras at every single spot. Anyways. Yeah, I know, but. I get it. All right. You know, there's still. Uh, look, I go surfing places that many people don't go surfing. And they're in my memory bank and database. And I don't need to go telling everybody about I where they it. are. And even if when I do go surf he around. It tells you if it's to get you to go check it for it. <laughs> All right, Caleb. Caleb, how many waves have you served to me for the first time? A couple, at least. All right. So I'm not all bad, but uh, <laughs> it's been the waves have been great. Yes. All, I mean, the Very the wind's good. been good. It's been, uh, and even for this long period as well, it looked like a lot of places were kind of holding it, at least in the pictures, which are probably from all the marquee spots. So. Right. Yeah. Um, but I did find the, a lot of closeouts where I, was I, say, where how, I how served. Direction, <laughs> that was fun. The direction of the swell. Yeah, uh, a lot of east in it. So there's certain spots that work better on that kind of stuff. Um, it was actually more like east-southeast to start. And then um, as we came later into the week, got more east-northeast, even northeast, even north-northeast, which did throw a little bit of swell all the way down into South Beach. Uh, but it was like. Micronesia. Yeah, knee to thigh high. <laughs> Uh, it was minuscule. Yeah, the angry inch. <laughs> I mean, it was a solid groundswell, knee to thigh high, right. which is weird to say, but like it had. <laughs> oh, it's so it, sad. It was coming in sets, so you know, right and here. you could count the interval between it being like yeah, 13, yeah. 15 seconds, and you'd be like, wow, this is a groundswell. It just needs to be two, three feet bigger, and we're in business. Yeah, high fiving over that ankle high. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got a couple of really good ones, actually. Dude, so you, I'm not you got it. <laughs> you yeah. got it. You nailed that way. Um, <laughs> We'll wait 15 but, uh, seconds for the next one. The rest of the weekend looks really fun up coast. Got, um, what was it? Isaac and J J J Jasenia. Joyce. Uh, Joyce, that 
throughout swell or continue throughout swell. They're tropical depressions now, so minimal swell coming from then. But they were hurricanes earlier, so that swell's in the water, headed uh, central Florida, north Florida. Good waves all weekend through uh, Monday. So go surfing if Get you missed it, it this How week. Wind? How are the winds for it? Uh, winds look good, too. So yeah, just go surfing. Looks really fun. All right, so let's get into why the report and why the forecast is wrong. Yes, Bradley, why? Um, so there's uh, kind of multiple dimensions that I want to get on this one. One was like Florence, so we can talk specifically about why that didn't pan out, especially down here, because even a lot of the old-timer guys that I talk to that do stuff more, like they feel it in their knees. Right. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> The mangoes are early this year, so we're going to get a swell in September. Whatever the hell it is. Those oracles were like, yeah, 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 it's going to be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was very optimistic on this one, as were you. The oracles I mean, were speaking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they and, all aligned. And everything was, I mean, like, uh, my first thing is, does the storm go through our swell window? That's like your first factor, yeah. <laughs> you know? If it's not doing that, you, there's nothing to look at. And we get very few storms that do that for South Beach. We have a swell window that's like 15 degrees or something like maybe that. Maybe breaks two times a year. Well, maybe firing. more than that. Yeah, Chris, more than that. But like it. when it's firing. <laughs> These up coast guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Throwing shade on immediately. <laughs> Sport Lauderdale guys. Yeah, no, seriously. We always get all the surf. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the case. Oh, God. But, but, um, surf club, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> So there's Florence, and then there's this whole other thing, um, which is that a lot of what everybody looks at is not really like a report in the way they think it's a report. It's not someone looking at the beach, like your buddy saying like, hey, it's like chest tides, got a little bit of wind, but it looks pretty good, maybe when the tide goes out. It's not like that, it comes from a computer, and you gotta understand where that stuff's coming from to understand why you're getting the readings you're getting, because some wacky things happened with this swell. Um, actually, was it two days ago? Surfline was reporting uh, one spot as 10 to 15 feet, and then a mile down the beach was four to five feet. Same company reporting for the same day. And so clearly, you know, like, it can't be. You know, yeah. I mean, not here at least. Some places work like that, but sure. not, <laughs> not here. Right. So why does it do stuff like that? Right. That's another thing that I kind of want to get into. So um, flow. Well. Flow, why did she not really do it? Um, and really because she didn't come in our swell window long enough and it wasn't as big of a storm as it was forecast to be. Wait. So we were looking at like a four or five coming through that window and at some points they were like, yeah, it's gonna stay off the coast, maybe and head south right. for a second. And by a second, I mean like jog southward for like a half a day or so. And that would be very beneficial for swell generation because it's in our window, coming towards us, that's what you want. I mean, does she need to be more than like a cat two in order for that to happen? Yeah, so it's like a, as well as a product of how long the wind blew, uh, the strength of it, and the direction it was coming from. Um, and then there's this other thing like called cumulative fetch, which is like if the storm is traveling over its own path and the swell it generated, it like can boost up the swell potential as it moves towards you. Right. So it's like waves building on top of waves, building on top of waves that it's already built because um, the whole sea is moving in that direction. We don't get that chance here. Nope. You know, so all that swell is really headed towards, like, the Outer Banks. Right. Um, right. Seemed like it was just going straight towards the coastline, like, yeah, yeah. directly in front of them. Yeah, more or less, and that's where most of that stuff is going to head. And so 
what you're looking for here in South Beach is like sideband swell. Besides a prayer. Yeah, and so if it was coming at us for a little bit, we got a shot at it. Um, and it also like didn't stay in our window for very long. It just hit the coastline. And if you look like um, the outer banks where um, Hatter sticks out, that's blocks us basically. And the storm wind field was over that portion of the uh, mid-Atlantic for a good time. So, so allow a lot it just energy. shuts right. down immediately because yeah. there's no water for it to blow over. So we got uh, knee high waves down here instead of what could have been, you know, a head high swell or something. Well, it's um, a good thing our motto around here is if it's knee high chop, wear your shop. There you go. Um, and so it, was it was knee high, knee high ground swell. swell. Oof. Go to hell? <laughs> <laughs> knee yeah, high swell, go to hell! That's kind of what it feels like sometimes. Pretty much. I mean, that's kind of what we were saying. Like, really? It's, um, yeah, it's tough. And so, um, Part of the other issue that we ran into this one is, um, I mean, have you guys ran into this problem where you go look at a forecast or report and then it's nothing like what it, you think it's supposed to be like based yeah, on what all it the says. time? Um, yeah, it's called what, being a Florida surfer. Yeah. What do you got? What, 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 what <laughs> things do you guys use for reports and stuff? I use Surfline and this app called or this website called Windfinder, uh -huh. just what to see use? what the winds are doing. Uh -huh. If it's like a wind swell day, just so I know like. If it's going to be 20 miles per hour, I know it's going to be at least two to three or just really like examine to see what the what the swell is going to be doing in the afternoon or whatnot. Yeah, I like the National Weather Service one. Yes. That's the one I use. I use the National Weather Service a lot, too. What are you using, Grace? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm like, Brad, do I go surf? Sweet. Uh, <laughs> thank you, surfing. I use thank yeah, you, right? surfing. So I got this whole like methodology that I uh, used uh, to do my forecasting. Yeah, but just it, don't get weird on it, because then you're just gonna throw me off. It includes <laughs> everybody else's forecasts. Uh, there's this book I read called Super Forecasting. You can check it out on Amazon. It's really good. It's not about surf forecasting at all. It's about forecasting anything, like political events, economic events, weather, whatever. Um, and they go through all these different methods on how to improve your forecasting. And one of them is to like come up with your own ideas discuss them with other forecasters, and then like look at what other people have done yeah, and yeah. see how you fall within that range. Because someone might be like seeing something that you're completely missing, or maybe someone has some experience with something that you don't have, or whatever the case. So anyway, I, I look at everybody else's forecast, like kind of after I come up with my own opinion to see if I miss something or whatever. And that's why like when people are always like, what is it gonna be like tomorrow? And I'm like, you should probably try to go surfing around here, and it's probably, that's as good as you're gonna get. Like, how big is it gonna be? I'm like. I don't know, like call me two hours before and I can tell you what's on the buoys and that's probably what's going to hit you and like by the time you get there, you know, like yeah, yeah. you can't do what people ask. I can't do like, and I don't think it really does it any justice to see like five stars, four to seven feet. It's like, what does that even You just really mean? have to go yeah, check what? it and see what the conditions are like, like with your eyes, like at first hand, like first sight. That's it. So the whole thing is like actual reporting, like eyes on it reporting. And very few companies do it. Like, Magic Seaweed doesn't do it at all, as far as I know. Um, Storm Surf doesn't do it, uh, as far as I know. Swell Info doesn't do it. Uh, Surfline does it, but only for certain spots. Certain yeah. spots, yeah. <clears throat> and if you look, it's the same reporter for the whole coastline. I mean, this I don't think they're, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to every one of those spots. And I, you know, maybe they're looking at the cams and it's like, well, I mean, I actually really don't know what their process is, so I can't like throw shade at it, but I can tell you that 
the eyes on a report differ a lot from the computer generated computer reports. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And if you are using the computer generated reports, it's, it's a margin of error. It's a huge margin of error. Like I was telling you with what happened this week um, with Sebastian, you know, it was just a few miles away. It was a completely different report. Um, and so it's. He named a spot, by the way. It's just, I don't know if anyone noticed that. Oh. I named a town in, oh, right. Brevard, in Brevard County. Sorry. <laughs> I believe, just keep going with that one. <laughs> I believe it's the county seat. That's okay, the county of Seba. Ah. <laughs> God, yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble for that one. Um, Nobody knows about that spot. <laughs> All right, so anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Nice. Are you on a microphone over there? Or you're just talking at us. I'm just talking at. Okay, I should just repeat what you say. So Caleb just said he's gonna bleep it out for me. Just listen close. Turn your headphones up. All right. So here's another really big one that I don't think um, people take into consideration is that every swell model that you're using is based off of a single weather model, right? So when you guys are watching like the hurricane forecasters or like. The GFS model says right. it's going to do this, and right. the Euro model says right. this, and the UK Met says this, and the Canadian says this, model. and all this stuff. And then you take the Spaghetti model, and it's like all of them you throw out on them. The only uh, models that we use for swell forecasting, uh, at least the computer-generated stuff, like the WaveWatch 3 model, which is put out by the government, which everybody uses the basis of their model, is generated off the back of the GFS, which means if the GFS is wrong, that every swell model you're looking at is wrong. Yeah. And so if you do any like sort of like uh, mathematics or even if you'd like play the game telephone, you know if like we try to go from you to you to you to you, along the way things are gonna get lost and, and mixed up. When you're doing with forecasts, you're doing forecasts on top of forecasts, like that's a huge no-no um, when it comes to trying to be truthful in your reporting right and so we do the best you can and like it helps a lot you know i'm not going to like diss the wave watch 3 model or anything like that it's the only thing that we have to use but it has that huge shortcoming and so if you're saying like i believe the euro is right in that hurricane and that's what's going to happen then you have to account that the wave model you're using is wrong and needs to be trended towards whatever the euro is saying which i try kind of do with like in my head right and in this last wow. uh forecasting with the uh, hurricane for example uh between euro and as well as the gfs which one was a little bit more right the euro the was right game. so yeah. still maintaining its uh yeah the euro was great for hurricanes at least it has been this season um and so i mean it didn't can get a euro, can the euro get a swell situation going? i mean a swell model going on yeah I mean, actually <laughs> i've looked into some of that stuff and i think there might be something available through france um I gotta talk to some of my other scientist friends about this stuff, but right. there was like some links that I couldn't really understand how to click through in French. And it was like, in French. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I look at websites like this, so I guess this is sort of revealing. You're like, oh, Le Huge. Does that mean it's gonna be who? It's gonna be big. Uh, yeah. It says Le Huge. We're gonna have surf, boys. I was like, Le Swell Models. Yeah. I was like, Le PayPal. Right. I was Le, like, where do I? Le PayPal. I was like, like, you want more? You gotta pay to play. I was like, isn't my info <laughs> saved on this somewhere? Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so I wrote the prime minister. We'll see what he says. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, this is, I mean, this is the, uh, the I think, interesting thing um, is that everyone looks at those things and is like, yeah, you know, it's built out. It's done already. But I think there's so much room for improvement on all these things. Oh, for sure. Just based on the fact sure. that, like, that one 
thing about the GFS exists. Everyone looks at that. Surfline adjusts their models based on years of like knowledge. Um, yeah, yeah. They've got it dialed. For I mean, sure. they have a hell of a team working on this stuff. Um, but the U.S. government does too. So you can use some really awesome resources, like you mentioned, National Weather Service. Um, they also put out a product called a Swan model. It's uh, the nearshore wave model, which is I'm guessing very, Swan's an acronym. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it would be cool just as a name. Shoreline wave analysis, something I don't know. Navigate, I don't know. Yeah, um, let's make it up. But um, <laughs> it, you can check it out on Thank You Surfing. I have the uh, the link on there on the Surf Science uh, Oceanography. You could almost be like or, yeah, surf waves and everything nautical. <laughs> I got every link of, for everything that I use on the site, actually. Um, but that, that model is really good, and it looks a lot like if you use Surfline's Lola model. Um, Lola was before uh, this model came out, I think. They may have actually been concurrently, but um, it's public, and it's pretty awesome. And That's you can cool. get, like, really high-resolution um, swell model stuff for, like, even the inlets here. You know? So what you're saying from gathering from this whole situation yeah. is that if you really wanted to, uh -huh. aside being me that just listens to you and tells me when to go surf uh -huh. um, and, or just looks goes to w, NWS, National Weather Service, yeah, uh, you can actually dive deep in there, find a lot of resources, mm -hmm. do a little learning, mm -hmm. and kind of figure out on your own what's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the resources are out there. There's so much information out there. It's hard to wade through some of it. Right. Uh, Stormsurf.com has a lot of uh, surf forecasting, like resources. I learned a lot of stuff from that site. Um, and then just read through everybody's analysis all the time, and right. you kind of start to realize that they do it in a certain way. Right. It's like, okay, I need to know what the weather's doing. You get doing. like a general consensus, and you yeah, kind of exactly. like... Yeah, and then you start to piece it together, and then you start to look for your own ways to do it. Kind of reminds me of my fantasy football team. Does it now? Yeah, because you, know, you kind of see what's going on out there, general consensus. And uh -huh. like, should I pick this guy up? Should I not? Uh -huh. What's the quarterback doing? Uh -huh. This and that. It's probably not even relevant, is it? No, it's similar. It's a similar. <laughs> actually, read Super Forecasting. They have stuff that's examples just like that. It's killer. Uh, well, I mean, all right. So have I bored we, everybody about no, this no, stuff already? No, this is great. <laughs> but aside from that, you were saying these two other storms going to generate some surf up coast. Uh -huh. I'm starving down here. Uh -huh. I'm glad you guys all had great waves. Uh -huh. It was working. When am I going to surf down here? Uh, Seriously. Uh, waiting on that first cold front, I guess. Oh, December. Well, I mean, December. January. We still have. We still have. December I mean, is usually pretty warm. So we, far. We still Jeez. have. No, come on. I mean, we have the rest of the hurricane season to yes. go through. So yeah, hopefully we're, we're we got nothing spot. that comes really close. But if we could get one to thread the needle and just kind of sit off the northern Bahamas between the Carolinas for two weeks or two. Uh, three, four. Uh, that'd be good. I'll take that. Uh, if not that, then we're looking for that transition windswell season coming, you know, fall. Yeah, typically October kind of gives us a lot of northeast winds. Yep. Lots of seaweed. Yeah. Lots of man wars. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Wetsuit time. Yeah. yeah. Some of that choppy chop. I love it. It's fun. It's, uh, it's what's, uh, it starts getting you in shape for when the cold fronts come through. Shape. Uh, cold fronts, <laughs> you know, usually around Halloween, you get that first cold front. That's true. This um, is true. So, yeah, that's what you got to look forward to. And what then, uh, what, as far as patterns as well. go in regards to cold fronts and whatnot coming around, I know 
Yeah, it started. Yeah, it, does it does it look like we we potentially could have a pretty decent winter in regards to cold fronts or whatnot? Is there anything special going on out there that could I don't know about deter? No, I mean, looking for a little bit of an El Nino situation setting up, but um, nothing too strong. Got it. Um, it's just a slight sort of indication that it might be trying to form. Um, but other than that, uh, folks up in New York's had kind of like that first cold front come through right around, I guess, Labor or right after Labor Day or something. And so they're all like, oh, my God, summer's over. It's freezing and raining. This sucks. So, yeah. And then they it's got coming. Florence while they're like, oh, well, <laughs> things are great. Oh, it's actually fine. It's because north winds right after the front. I like that. So, I mean, so during this Florence swell and whatnot, we've got a short border, long border, right? Uh-huh. Opposite. Let's short go ahead and segue into our, our, our next little segment here. Long that was so smooth. You like that? <laughs> that was as smooth as your, your pork tacos. Those things were great. How, how were those things? Seriously. I mean, Brad makes some of the best pork tacos right God, Victor's so good. scale is broken. I might broken. bring that thing back Victor's down here. Victor's scale is like, broken. <laughs> at this point, I stopped eating with the tortillas. I, I was, I was so like stick straight my, in. My fingers, I was like, ah, and bit my finger. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I bit my finger, but it was good tacos or pork altogether. So, Chris, yes. traditionally short border. Yes, I grew you up. The Pat Connell of the duo. That is true. Yeah. This yeah. is scary how kind of funny it is. So awesome. Yeah, my brother actually was, a, he grew up a pro kiteboarder, and then he, he was shortboarding, so he got me into it, and I kind of just stuck with it, and then met this guy, and I saw him having way more fun than me in the small <laughs> stuff on the longboard, so I was like, so you, jo- I you, you enjoy longboarding as well? Yeah, I do. Okay. Whenever it's small, I'll grab the log and... How old were you when you first started? I first started when I was 13. 13. So kind of late. How old are we was, now? I'm 18. So I grew up in Weston, and then my family moved out to Lauderdale when I was around eight, and I was playing soccer and flag football, so I wasn't really, like, I was kind of scared of the beach, actually, at first. Interesting. Yeah. Why were you scared of the beach? I don't know. Sharks. Yeah, well, like, sharks, and, like, I just didn't like the sand, and I was getting sunburned so I got much. The, I got this sharks whole, like, and 80s guys movie. Yeah, I was like, this whole 80s <laughs> movie thing. He's like, I don't know. I'd walk yeah. past the pier, and these right. guys would try to rough me up. Yeah, and, like, it was just super intimidating <laughs> for me at a young age, so, yeah. like, I wasn't really, like, comfortable around it. Yeah. yeah, if you don't Meanwhile, grow up the it was like the guys in the banana hammocks on boogie boards that were like freaking him out. He's like, no, I never want to go in the water. Exactly. Those weird. guys are weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just pick it up quick. I mean. Uh, yeah, I did. I was just, I just fell in love with like the fact that you could do it on your own. It was like individual. And I noticed like how much fun people were having. Like just after, after work, they could just go do what yeah. they wanted to do. Was, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty true. Super awesome. Billy, Billy, how old were you when you started? I was nine. Nine. So nice. When I first started, I absolutely hated it. I was an ice <laughs> hockey player. I was like, this is not fun. Like, the water's cold. Did you grow up in Delray or? No, the first time I went surfing actually was in Seaside Reef. Oh. In California. California. San Diego. Went there for vacation. I'm like, oh, I want to stay in Florida and play ice hockey. Like, I don't want to go surfing in California. Stay in Florida, Florida and play, play ice hockey. Yeah, I know. It's confusing. Yeah. Keep going. After a while, uh, <laughs> got into it and then fell in love with it pretty much after that. After was, that it, first was it straight longboarding right off the bat, or, or did you jump into shortboard? I actually only shortboarded or? Or? Okay. for the longest time. And then what what, like, what drove you to go longboard? 
just watching like waist high waves peel with like no one out. Right. I'm just like necessity. This is awesome. <laughs> you can surf in Florida like yeah. more than 100 days a year. Nice. <laughs> and was there was there a sp particular surfer locally or surfer maybe that was popular that kind of like um, you, you got drawn to? You're saying. Hey, longboarding seems epic because I'm watching these yeah, guys. Yeah, no one was really longboarding for a while there. No, I yes. mean, and there's not like for a but while. There's after not like in the summer too. There was that whole like right. resurgence right. of longboarding. Right. But, but most times, longboarding just kind of would would kind of be like an old man's thing around here, where it was yeah. like it was an older guy thing because it's like, all right, I'm too fat for a shortboard, and need more volume, and I want to be able to go straight or under the triangle. <laughs> You know, not, I mean, I know when I started longboarding, I, was, I didn't start longboarding until probably my early 20s. And at that point, it was just like you just saw guys kind of just turn and just set a line and that was it. But they weren't yeah. doing anything else. I'm like, boring. But then you would watch like guys like, you know, Wingnut and a bunch of other people. They were just like, wow, these guys. Oh, I think it's, yeah, like, there's a lot more. That's to a difference yeah. between just riding a board that's big. Right. And then like, like longboarding. Right. Yeah, yeah. walking is a, a dance, you know. Surfing is so diverse; you right. can like ride so many different shapes. Right, and, shapes, I, and, and I think that's what makes you a better surfer. Nonetheless, is riding a bunch of different boards and, For sure. and, and feeling the rails yeah. differently. Over the last two years of me just experimenting with different boards, I've definitely felt my flow and style. Well, you were running a Long nine way. eight the other day, right? Nine yeah, eight. That board was black enormous. rose. Yes, that thing is... And it's heavy glassy, and it's not an easy thing. board. That, that is a board that keeps you honest. Oh, my gosh, it was <laughs> so like hard. Right, to, I hadn't ridden a longboard right, in forever, and right, that was the first thing I right, touched. No. I was like, it was like, no, it is <laughs> like riding a tanker. Board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's heavy glassing. It is just, you know... Really heavy board, really hard to turn. I didn't get to look at it completely, but it seemed like I had some chimed rails. Oh, my God, it was not easy to surf. Yeah. Not for nose rider. Yeah. And and it's not like Billy is like a big heavy guy. I mean Billy's probably right, you know, up, I was going to say a buck 50 or so, so <laughs> yeah. 160 to so and a 9 8. And and it's not like we have like long waves here. So to be able to kind of adjust and tweak and stuff like that, like there's a lot of thought process that goes into the For to sure. catching a wave yeah, of like moving around quick. Right. And you're kind of sure. thinking a little bit ahead of it. You're just like you're looking at the wave and you're just like what's this thing going to do and, you know, Push the, the board. section just gonna barrel, so right. you just walk right up. Right. It is a dance, though. Right. right. I mean, when I stand up and ride away on a longboard, it's I approach it completely different than on a shortboard when sure. it's pumping. I mean, you, you're kind of looking ahead, like you said. Right. So hmm. you're timing the section up here, so by the time you walk up, you're at the section. At that section. Yeah. So um, when you when you jump down into a shortboard, are you jumping into a traditional shortboard, or are you getting weird? Uh, yeah, definitely getting weird. For sure. <laughs> um, what, what do you like? What are you What are you riding as a shortboard? I've actually been trying to experiment with some finless boards lately. Oh. But um, some twin fins. Finless traditional Aliyah style or some Bonzers, different stuff. Okay. Know? I really do like the traditional right twin fin with keel fins. I, okay. I really dig that board. Really dig it because I just like going fast down right. the line and yes. A lot of the waves down here on North Swell, it's kind of just a Big clothes house, right? Face the section. Right. <laughs> Call it sideways surfing. You know, it's, it's yes. just one of those things where you're just like, and that's one of the things with like being a Florida surfer. That I remember the first time I surfed like anything that was not Florida surf, that was like Pacific surf. I realized I was way ahead of the wave. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, because you right, yeah, right, like the whole pocket thing was just totally foreign to me. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, it's like you're like taking off, and you're just like, oh wait, wave's over. 
but meanwhile, the wave's still happening behind you, you know? And it was just like, oh, maybe I should slow it down a little bit. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, instead of just completely just going down the line, you're like, oh, I'm going to drop in and lose a little speed and be able to pocket surf this thing and be able to harness the yeah, wave yeah. and whatnot. And, and I, I, it took me a little bit to adjust stop as, pumping. as a young Florida surfer. Yeah. Was it turns out pumping. you don't have to pump right. anywhere else, like, like in the all world. All the speed is it's so much fun. They know and all of a sudden, you're just like, like wave's over. Pump? Pumped? <laughs> what is pumping? Yeah. We don't pump. Oh, in the barrel. Yeah, we pump in the barrel sometimes. You're like, oh. Oh God! Oh, what we do is pump, 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 close that end section. Well, I mean that's that's sometimes with, on the shortboard and being a South Florida surfer, it's the challenge is like you're creating your own speed, and then yeah. at the same time to create to be able to make a move happen, you have to create that speed to be able to make that move, and then as you're making that move, you're like, how is that going to transition to having enough speed and to get into that next section and stuff like that? And you might only have two sections left. Two sections. Yeah, yeah generous. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that one hit and then the end move. That's you know? <laughs> the end move, yeah. Finish him. Yeah, finish, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and Chris, when you ride a longboard, are you riding something big as well, or are you, you ride something a little more forgiving? Oh, no, I ride like a 9, like a 9.8 even, or oh, like wow. a 9.6 oh, really? sometimes. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I love that, you know, these younger guys are really just yeah, pushing so it on bigger boards, that things that most are people are just people like. Are doing that? Because we don't really have that many people riding equipment. Well, like you know, our Grom here, our intern, Keegan, he's riding a, like at least a 9.0. He's usually riding 9.0s. And even when the surf gets a little bigger, he's riding a bigger board and stuff like that. Yeah, he's been shortboarding too lately. Right. But, yeah, but, it, but it, it's, 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 it's invigorating to watch, at least down here. You know, and again, a lot of times, as far it's as. It's bizarre to me to Far see South it. Florida, like, our what? DNA for surf is a little from? different than other places, yeah. right? It's not like California, it's not like Hawaii, where it's like built into it. your uncle, your aunties, your dad, everybody else surfed growing up and stuff, especially down in Miami, as far as South Florida. It's just not part of the family. It was for them, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you guys had we got the bug. You guys right. had folks yeah. that surf, right? Yeah, my dad surfs, and he went to UH, and had, he actually grew up in Miami. Nice. So he was out at South Beach, probably with you guys. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just call me old. No, not with you guys. <laughs> not with you guys. You but I Jesus. heard that wrong. Right. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's funny how there's that Miami connection with surfing in different places and then being able it's to come everywhere. back and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It's at the public, South Coast. It's that hunger, you know? <laughs> it's in the parking lot. We are lot. way hungrier than most other surfers. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's why I think some Florida surfers are some of the best surfers in the world. You know, I mean, the Hobgoods have proved that. The Lopez brothers have proved that. One guy, I don't know, Slater, he's kind of proved that. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. A couple times. He's a goat. <laughs> a couple times he's done that. So um, is there a lot of guys at longboard, like, old? I mean, it's traditional longboarding, basically, what you guys are doing, or at least that's what I look at it as. Right. right? It's not as performance-driven. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah, a big longboard it's community. That, uh, you guys aren't North doing Florida, airs, I've actually right? been able to tie into that community up there. There's a ton of people that longboard up there. And that are younger, like your guys' yeah, age and stuff like, like that. Kids. Right. And but that, that is their like central time. focus or that is in addition to? Like it's like it's like I longboard, but like when it gets too big, then I'll jump on the shortboard. Yeah, I just ride whatever the waves call for. Mm. I, I like that. That's what Joel Tudor said. Clip that one. Mm. That's quote. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's exactly that's what you true. It's that's a true. tool. Surfboard's a tool. But you again, know, so. you know, riding all the different boards really improve your surfing overall. You know? Yeah, so how big would you guys go on waves before you're like, oh, yeah, yeah now I'm going to switch up? Because there is, it's like some fun. I rode like one yeah, of my I boards just... that I ride usually in smaller waves. Uh, it was actually by accident. And I was checking the spot and is in the Pacific Ocean and long left point break. And I was like, oh, yeah, it looks about like chest high. Okay, cool. 
I didn't see like all those black water sets coming like every 25 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a little bigger I than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> probably should not be riding this thing. Uh, but it was fun to try, you know, and to like feel like the speed chatter and like all yeah, that yeah. stuff and like feel awesome. the board redlining. You're like, okay, well, I know where this board stops now. Like, I can't serve yeah. this board in these conditions. At least I can't. Maybe other people could. But um, so, do you guys have that spot on long boards? How big um, does it get? I mean, I've logged Sano, like Sano Free and stuff, like eight to ten foot. It's really? just, it's just a big mush burger. Yeah. It just, okay. It just rolls. Like, and my nine eight loves that. Just a big mush burger. Mush huh? burger, pretty much. Yeah. So if it's here, I mean, I've, I've shortboarded here waist high, little waves here, because it's just so much punch and power. Right, and it's true, yeah, it's so weird true. about that, like just the waist high, where it's just something about the bottom there, it's just like, it's punchy, it's, it's got little launch ramps here and there, yeah, you, yeah, you don't need definitely. a longboard. And then it's the same, same thing, like I don't ever get to surf a longboard on bigger surf, because when it gets that, you're like, oh, I'm gonna just jump on a shortboard, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. you know? But it's so much fun, like you're getting into wave so much sooner, and, I asked you so, that and there's so much weekend. other things to kind of do with it. And I can imagine what Sano 8 to 10 was, because I've surfed it at like 2 to 3. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot different. Yeah, because yeah. you're just like, oh, it's fucking crappy everywhere. So I'm just going to go to Sano and just jump on the longboard. And it's fun, you know. But like, you know, we were just talking about the Relic contest out at uh, Trestles yeah. that passed and stuff. And these guys were surfing it in some pretty decent size. All the old school boys. No yeah. leashes either. I mean. No leashes on a bunch of that. You're just yeah, like, and bad. then there's that part of you that's like, God, do I suck that bad? Because I'm like, there's no way I would do it like that. and Because I'd lose my board every wave, it seemed like. And you're like, yeah. oh, a bunch of these guys lost their boards and completely had to swim in and get their boards and go back out again. You're just like, all right. <laughs> Not that I would compare it to any of those guys. but <laughs> Maybe the swimming part. Maybe the swimming part. It's, all, it's the only part that we have anything in common. You guys probably wax boards similarly. <laughs> I've got a leash string. I put my board on the top of the car just like you do. <laughs> oh wait, how do you do it? You twist the straps? That's a way better idea. So my fins, Oh by the way, you guys know that, right? My fins backwards? twist the straps yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what? Yeah. So what I didn't know noise? that forever. Oh, you didn't? No, I would just I would make them perfectly straight. like straight yeah, and so it would never do it. No, it would never get this buzz if you get it perfectly yeah, yeah. straight. Yeah. But if you get any little kink in it and you're trying to get it perfectly straight, then you get the the whole ride there. So you have to twist it? If you twist yeah. them, oh, it doesn't yes, make the noise. Mind blown right now. Oh, yeah. you learn something so every good. day. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like 35 when I learned that, so yeah. So you got a couple years on them. <laughs> yeah, use that one. That one's a good one. That is good. Actually, stuff. it brings us right into the next topic. Car surfing. Wow. Ah, that was oh, man. unintentional that was a segue. natural segue. Uh, car surfing. Bye, Karen. Bye, Karen. Bye. Uh, car surfing, the act of driving around, looking for waves. Uh, ellipses, exclamation point, question mark. I don't know how to end that statement. So, <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like, what, I mean, what's, is it, is it that once you see a place, it's, it's kind of well, fine, it looks like, great. Everyone's got one friend that, just, that's the car surf, like, king. I'm yeah. probably that guy. Yeah. The studio audience is definitely pointing in my direction. <laughs> Are you that guy, too? Yes. So you're like, oh, well, let's go check this other spot. MVD, most valued driver. It's me. I'm just, <laughs> I've driven to Sebastian and back. No waves, no surfing. Just drove there, drove back. Oh yeah. So, right, I well, know. so but I did that. This, to, I did that So, but this is in relation to you're pulling up I've to done a place. That to well. It looks good. <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden you're Welcome just like, Florida. hey, let's go. <laughs> let's go check this other spot out. Like, should you check other spots yes. out, or do you just say this place looks good? We should just go here. If the waves are meager, you should definitely 
go check another spot. Right. But if the wave looked, but the wave looked good and fun, do you check another spot? Do you say, uh-huh. well, uh-huh. you know, I, if it's good, if it's right, good there, right there, you yeah, go. right there, you go out. That's go. South Florida. You'll be gone in two minutes. Right. Like, right. Because that happens. Yeah. I mean, all right, right, but there's there's something to be said about how good you think it's supposed to be, you know, based on what you think is going to happen. And then you're like, okay, I think there's something that's better than what we're looking at. Let's keep going. Man, but it, but there's definitely it, a time it, to, I did it today. to take the risk and go check another spot when, the, check, when there are ways. And I wonder what check the percentage three, is two, three spots on checking another spot and then getting skunked and realizing I should have just stayed in the other place. Is it, is, it, is it more that? It's like 60-40. Ah, but that, the chances are that you get that you should have just stayed in the. That you the get place. skunked, it's higher. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That you should have just stayed right where you're at. Yeah, I, however, I would go with the 64. However, yeah. the cumulative skunkage adds up to your knowledge that you have to go on for, forever. So it's like all those spots that you check that you're like, better, worse, worse, crap. We should have gone back to the other spot. Now it's not as good because of the tide. Oh, crap. Okay, so this spot is actually so time-dependent. So, oh, Those other I spots were okay. Yeah. Uh, that other spot would probably be better if that other thing was happening. So next time... So you're bringing this back into a learnable moment. Oh, it's You're nice. just like, you know what? Yeah, this is... Fine, I'm coming learned. back to just wind-driven <laughs> stuff. It's a little more textured now. It's not as fun as I would have went out originally, but I learned something. Listen, it pays off for all you guys that get in the car with me now. I can tell That's you that true. much. Thank you, surfing. <laughs> all that car surfing definitely pays off for anybody who wants to drive with me these days. I mean, I know where the best bathrooms are. I know <laughs> the best places. I mean, to well, eat. I mean, at that point, yeah, I guess you look at it and you're like, you know what? It's kind of 1026 right now. If we get in with the tie, whatever, this spot doesn't have a Publix with the really good subs. I went to. But right up the road. But the tide coming in is a little bit better. Did it today. And there's a Publix right across the street. Yep. We should go there. Did it today. Boom. Publix calls it. Yeah. Also, the <laughs> Hutchinson Island Publix Marriott if you want is a great restroom. They've got 15-minute parking right out in front. It's a special spot. It's really nice. That's Where good. is this? Hutchinson Island Marriott. Okay. It's a good spot. Good for spot bathroom. number two. Yeah. Spot number two. It's a beautiful golf course. The resort's pretty good. Decent beer selection at the bar. Yes, we are only naming cities, not necessarily the spots. The Publix up the road is actually good. Oh, actually, oh, the Publix at Hutchinson is really good, actually. Uh, the Nature Center <laughs> over there is actually really cool, too. There's a, they got this awesome Nature Center that they have a lagoon back there with all these, like, sharks and rays and all this awesome stuff. Oh, what that? is that called? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, he I went with my was, mom and dad. spot number four he had checked. I went with my mom and dad. <laughs> uh, what is the name of that park? I just, ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it right now. Uh, but you're right. It was good. So, uh, all right. The, I think my most epic car surf of all time, though, was Costa Rica 2004. It's basically laugh every time I think about it. Because he didn't surf that day. He was like, oh, this is so great. San Jose (laughs) to Playa Grande. Surfed for 40 minutes before San Jose to Playa Grande, which is a four-hour and change drive. Four and a half hours. Surfed four to six hours, depending on how fast you drive. Waste of chest high waves. 2004 roads weren't good. Woke up in the morning. Six hours. Flat. Went to Tamarindo to find the internet. Yeah, you had to go to like an internet cafe and all that kind of thing. I was like, oh, it turns out that's what we're looking for. Not going to hit here. Uh, It's going to be flat for a week. My friends looked at me. I was like, got to go to the Caribbean. And they're like, from here? I was like, yeah. (laughs) They're like, so we have to go back to San Jose? I was like, "Uh uh-huh. 
So we got back in the car, drove to San Jose, stayed the night, drove to the Caribbean, surfed the Caribbean for a week, then went back to the Pacific side. How much time do you guys have? How long are you guys there for? Like 20 something days or something. It's a solid job. Yeah. So yeah, that was the most car surfing I've ever done. It was San Jose, Playa Grande, Tamarindo to San Jose, San Jose to Limon, Limon to Puerto Viejo. Percentage of time in the car versus time in the water? Uh, like 90, 90 car, 10 water. I mean, some hotels. Uh, but it was the experience. Oh, it was that I, learning moment, huh? I know, I know how yeah. all spots work now. Oh. <laughs> so if you guys want to go to Costa Rica, I know pretty much every spot in that freaking country. <laughs> Uh, yes, I like car surfing. I think that's, I think like some of the most fun stuff happened. Oh yeah, our last Costa Rica trip. Most fun thing happened, we went to go check a spot and just got stuck in the mud. And it was my, oh. it was my most favorite moment of the whole trip, just sitting there in the rain, covered in mud. Everybody's left to go look for help. And I was just sitting there with all of our stuff, listening to the monkeys, Thinking about watching, <laughs> watching the rain, watching ants carry leaves by my feet. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, it just, if we hadn't fell in that giant mud puddle, you know, like you wouldn't have that experience of the guy going to Quinciera with a giant tractor coming. <laughs> he wouldn't get down off the tractor because he had his nice shoes on you know, and he they, just threw the chain at us and was like, you guys just, yeah, great, they, good. They, they talk about living in the moment, really appreciating. That's what car surfing moment. is, though. Yes. Car surfing, like, you, don't, you find that one spot you never would have found, you're like, Oh, turn around over here. Oh, it's a beach entrance. You know what? Go run out and check it real Let's quick. Just look at it, right? And yeah. You're like, guys, you're never gonna believe it. And the guy, the guy driving, never does believe it. He's like, he's, like, he's sitting there. He's like, no, no, I'm not parking. I'm not parking. And then like he <laughs> needs one needy. guy to come back to the car with his face like all glowing. He's like, no, really, Bobby, really, you gotta come. Like, park the car. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is the spot. What's the most you've ever <laughs> driven around? Yeah. Have you done a, like a Miami to New Smyrna run? And I've done a Miami to South Kakalaki, a little uh, a little fall, fall, South Carolina. Uh, it's, what, it's what the locals what call the, it. It's, 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 um, uh, to, to Folly Beach up there in the, the washout, and it was during September, and it was actually a hurricane was coming. It was close you by. You chased a hurricane. Uh, we kind of did. I was I was working for Quicksilver at the time, and, right. and we were going up to the Quicksilver store up there. That was a franchise that was becoming corporate at that time. So we were kind of en route to do that. And we were just stopping at different uh, spots on the way up. And uh, we kind of just went and continued up until we got there and surfed all the way. So that's about like 17 hours or so. So that was like a surf business trip turned surf trip right. turned epic car surf. Yeah, it was so good because like, <laughs> like, because just keep going. Because Folly Beach is a south facing beach as well. Yeah. And they're, they ha they can be pretty fickle like us a little bit. So but they're but they they're but the sand is really hurricane. packed yeah. like ours here. Yeah. So it was really similar to what we have going on, like really not that far of a paddle out and just like heaving barrels, you know, and I Ugh. yeah, I Where's got like I remember surfing? I remember I got pummeled on a on a duck dive. Like I ducked over the wave, and I thought I ducked over enough, and I got brought back around and pinned, oh, and then got I love and, then, that. and then and then got that's, pinned to the floor with my, my board favorite. laying on my board, and be like, <laughs> yeah. "What the fuck is going on?" Yes. You know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like I, I like, you know, it was moments. one of those where you pin, and then you just push your board off to the side underwater, you're like, and oh, you come up, and you realize you're only in like waist high of water. You're like, 
what the hell was that? And then you smile with like sand coming out of your nose. You know, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the yes. Map. That's it. I better get yeah. back on my board because we're going to another set. You yeah, know, yeah, and then yeah, you go exactly. back. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, I no. my board. <laughs> okay, so there's power. <laughs> um, but That's yeah, pretty it, was, epic yeah car, it was pretty, it was pretty car, decent car. You guys dig uh, road trips? Oh, I love road trips, especially because you could p- play your playlist like two or three times, listen to everything you got, and then w- right when you're there, it's and just you know, like... the good crew, like you, you like yeah. the talks that come up, this and that, you crack up, it, it really becomes a moment. I, you know, I found is, that like sure. certain yeah. road trips that you go on with people that you may not have gone on road trips before, all of a sudden that builds a stronger bond and relationship and friendship that you didn't yeah. have before, you Definitely. didn't expect. All of a sudden there's like this camaraderie, this brethren that kind of goes on afterwards where you're For just sure. like... Dude, you know, you, you shared you shared moments. You shared, yeah, good you shared some time, and all of a sudden you realize time. that oh, we kind of crappy connected. moments, right? You know, those are probably the uh, ones that bind you even more. Yeah. It's like when you run out of gas or something, and you're like, all yeah. right, get stuck in the sand. I if guess you're we're at hoofing NSB it back into town. <laughs> or yeah, getting right. stuck in the sand. Well, those are the moments to test character. You know, whatever, crashing the car. And it builds character Getting too. spooked out by sharks with all <laughs> yeah, the Getting spooked out by lightning, <laughs> right. sharks, yeah. whatever. Any giant frightening animal, scary locals, whatever. All those things kind of like add up to the car surfing experience. That's why <laughs> I think I, I don't mind it so much because you, you don't really know. Some of the, the best spots I've ever found were just because I'm like, come on. One more river. Yes. Up one more hill. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Next beach. Next cove. But isn't it's isn't like that one more cove. once you find it, it makes it so worth it? It's isn't that exploration like, kind of like the, my the part, part of surfing that that's like one of my favorite that parts. it's just like that kind of it's just keeps so you fun. going, you yeah, know? Exactly. It's just like that's that love that the inner ground too. Sure. You get enamored with this like dropping. constant search, you know. Even like on a micro level, like today when we were surfing, we showed up at this one spot, spot that everyone kind of goes and surfs. And I was like, I'm gonna go explore that peak that no one's surfing. There's gotta be some wave, you know, that I can get into over there. And like, I was kind of right, you know. The other people were more right because the peak was much better. But like, you know, you can do those trade-offs, you know, and you're like, and if you get that one rip on the right wave, you're like, oh, actually, that was a really sick one. I'm glad I came all the way down here. And then you paddle 200 yards back up the beach, and you're like, oh, okay, that was worth it, right? (laughs) (laughs) My one wave to their six waves was totally worth it. It was one good one. I explored that peak by myself. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, I I think that's some of the phenomenal things about being a surfer. Uh, Aside, I know we were kind of talking earlier about um, surfers, I think, are some of the best storytellers in general. Like, you know, just like, you know, and it's those experiences. It's whether it's those long car surfing trips or well, those we do random moments and things happen. Right, you have to. Yeah. You guys, did, like, you're further up coast ish. You're further, so like, you're actually yeah. kind of in the swell window. Yeah. So like, do you travel? Because I feel like guys from Miami travel you probably way more than any other like little surf community. And they you know, have our, bro- to. our brothers in Fort Lauderdale too. Yeah, they, you know, they, they kind of suffer. Driving. They suffer a lot of the same things well, we that's do. That's kind of what I was asking. Like, yeah. so how, you guys all travel a lot too? Yeah, I mean, I have a job. I valet cars, so I save up for the gas money. I used to valet. Send I it up that. coast, and then uh, I try to make it over to the Caribbean a couple times a year for like some pop-up swells. Oh yeah. Whenever it's That's blocked good. over here, it's sometimes good over there. I mean, and Billy's from Delray, and Delray is actually yeah, one of those spots that, yeah, because Delray like, catches picks up swell a lot quicker than a lot of other places. Like, yeah, it's easily almost like a foot bigger boy. than most other places usually. Yeah. I mean, I've checked the waves there at 7 in the morning, come back at 8.30. It's already chest high. No one's out. Everyone looked at it. They're like, oh, we're going to work. Just 9.30, it'll be firing. Till like 12, and then it'll go flat. It's 
That it's wave a, is a hard wave to forecast. It's fickle. That's, it's called the Bermuda Triangle. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's really hard. It's a magic yeah. man. Now you see me, now you don't. It's a, that's, you guys actually get very similar sort of conditions to us. When you see like Delray working, a lot of times it's working down here. And then some other places will be flat. Keegan! What's up? It's Keegan! Yeah, that's our intern. Just just shut up. Yeah, off his uh, babysitting gig. The kids are alright? Yeah, no fights. No fights. fights. (laughs) They're asleep. The parents came home and you did the handoff and everything. Got paid. Yep. Right? No CO. Big part. Yeah. Uh, Tacos in the back. A few more bucks to get you aboard. There you go. go. What are we getting next? I don't know. I was looking at the used one in the back. Which one? We got a couple. The one with the Black carbon fiber rib, the rail. I'll show you that. All right. There's tacos if you want, though. There's tacos. You hungry? Get in there. Get in Uh, there. Car surfing. Yes. So you guys go up coast a lot. Yes. 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 During the summer, when it's kind of slow, and there's maybe waves a little bit further north. I mean, this past summer, maybe not as much, but um, how often do you guys surf? Like how, well, like how much do you like we'll make it? Like, we'll just go up for like a Saturday or a Sunday and be like, let's just go up coast and longboard and mess yeah. around. You know, just get in the like, water. Bring a shortboard just in case. Once a week? Yeah. Like, yeah, once a week. Probably. So you guys probably do it. I think more like how I hear people at places with waves actually go surfing. They're like, it's Saturday. Let's go surfing. And like in California, they'll do that. It's just like, yeah, it's my day off, so I go surfing on my day off. And I'm like, what? Well, like they're just going to like their no local break. They're like, oh, ah, yeah. it's Saturday. Let's go surf. Sweet. Let's go surf. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? You can? How do you do that? Yeah. So you guys Meanwhile, basically we're just like, do oh, that, let's go two hours. It's like three hours up the road. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's getting a little crazy outside. Little Some parties going on. I can only imagine what happens on our 10-year anniversary. Should we do a podcast wow. at night? I don't know. Little photo booth. Whoa! Wow. Dropping f bombs out there. Things are getting. <laughs> There's nuts. a young lady screaming outside right now. At, Someone cut her yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a lover's quarrel. That's what they'll call that, I guess. Could be a crime of passion later. We'll see if it escalates. Crime of passion. Uh, I think we might be done with the episode. I think you. Uh, I, think, I think we um, nailed it. I'm Thanks so, for I'm the so invite, Pat O'Connell here and, and Wingnut, <laughs> the new version. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> surfing. Uh, Chris, Billy, awesome to have you yeah, guys. Thanks, boys. I look forward to seeing you guys in the water and uh, yeah. come back and do this again. Well, um, we were talking about, like, you know, we saw Shane uh, Cottrell up yeah, at IWS in, oh, yeah. in, in Deerfield. Let's do and that. And we were uh, wanting to do a couple different shops. Yeah. You know, Ryan over at Nomad, as well as all these other guys. So let, let's go ahead and make that search off. They want to be visit soon. Yes, oh. they want to be part bring, of the IWS on the road. Yeah, yes, so definitely. We're, we're gonna do it. Right. So we'll, you'll you'll see these fo- faces again. So it's exciting. Walk right. us out, Bradley. Today is September 14th. It's it is. episode 34. Of Talk story. We got Brad Wells. Thank you, surfing. We got Chris. Christian. Chris. Billy, we got a studio audience over here. We got yeah, Keegan yeah. showed up. Caleb yeah, on the AV. On the AV and making comments from beyond. <laughs> uh, catch you guys the next time. Bates.